working for my good, yeah, cause he's intentional, never failing, I know that all things are working for my good, yeah, cause he's intentional, never failing, all things are working for my good, cause he's intentional. And it's never failing. All things are welcome from my good. He's intentional. I can smile again, and I don't have to worry, cause it's working for me, yeah, it's working for me, yeah, it's working for me, come on, sing that out, say that, I don't have to worry, cause working for me, yeah, working for me, it's working for me, I can hold my head up, hey, get your confidence back, sing, I don't have to worry, I hope you were listening to that song. It's intentional. We are so happy to be with you tonight. And our Bible study is about intentional. I am hoping that you're online and saying to someone else, join us. Uh, we will be talking about how you know God, your intentional way of getting understanding from God. So let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for sharing time on this Wednesday Bible study. We thank you for all of those that are online and all of those that are coming online with us. And we ask, Lord, that you now allow us to share your word, to divide it rightly, so that we can carry it forth to share to others that you are a true and a living God and we can know you intentionally, personally. 
So let me uh, first of all thank TA for getting us online tonight. Uh, he is awesome. I just praise God for his service. And our title for tonight is How You Know God and Knowing God's Purpose Intentionally Listening for Divine Purpose. So let me ask a few questions. Can you know God for yourself and understand the purpose of your living that is appointed for you as an individual and us as a people? That answer, of course, is yes, we can. But it does take intentional, personal time with the Lord. Another question is, can we all know God for ourselves and understand purposeful living that is appointed to us as individuals and to us as people? Again, that answer is yes, but it does take personal time with the Lord. So here's the last question. How does intentional silence feel and help us with hearing from the Lord for our purpose-driven lives. When we pray, when does intentional silence action occur? And the answer is, it starts with prayer. In the book of Jeremiah, we remember that he got a command from the Lord and uh, we must believe that he was doing some intentional silencing and, and being quiet. And we found in Jeremiah 7 that there was this response. But this do, doing command I them saying, obey my voice and I will be your God. And ye shall be my people and walk ye in all the way that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. That was quite a response. But what did it take? It's in that book of Jeremiah, you will see that they were very troubled because of the impending war and the battle with real large armies. And what Jeremiah did was he commanded all the people to fast and pray. And it was very easy when he started hearing from God, because God said, I know the plans I have for you that can be applied to your us children of God right now. By saying, I know the plans I have for you, God, God was assuring the people that their faith in him would be rewarded. He wasn't saying that they would have smooth everyday occurrences, but what he was saying is, if you trust in me, if you follow me, then your faith will abide. Jeremiah, entire nation fast and prayed. Intentional silence from their everyday life. And they called upon the one and only God, who could answer. We find it uh, by the time we get to Jeremiah 29, it is talking about the prophet 
draws attention to God's intention that his people work should bless and serve the community, not just themselves. Our prayers intentionally should be for the broader community to have deliverance. That is God's purpose-driven life in a nutshell. So how does God send us all these messages? God speaks with different channels according to individual needs. Uh, often he speaks in a still quietness, small voice. And sometimes his voice is felt. Other times it is very audible and very loud. He speaks through scripture. God speaks to us with impressions that we get, dreams and angels. And yes, uh, we are all here with angels, earthly angels that are assigned with the purpose also known on our lives. We've heard Reverend Buckley speak about the angel in the cafeteria when he was in college that just shared with him what God's vision was for his life. So as we think on how does God speak to us this past week, I want to witness to you how God spoke to me. One of my mentees called to surprise me that she was coming back in the country and she would not share on the phone what the big surprise was. She invited me to breakfast and shared that her father would be with her. As we shared breakfast, she shared that surprise of having bought a house that she would use as an investment property. She's coming back and forth from China and she's still assigned there for the next few years. But she wanted me to be a part of this blessing because she said, Reverend Harrington, I listened, I saved, and I'm doing what I can do to do wealth building in my own family. I was floored. I mean, it was such a humbling experience. And then she asked me to come to the house and, and bless the house. Of course, you know, I was glad to do that. But in that process of following my mentee, who is now in the United States government on assignment in China, doing amazing things, I saw this young lady, this child of obedience, proudly share what God had done for her and was willing to let me and the world know that only because of God. Well, you would think that that was enough of a witnessing of intentional praying, intentional talking, intentionally sharing the blessings of God. But you see, that was only the beginning. Her father, who was with us, thought it would be robbery, evidently, because out of the clear blue, he just started speaking. And he said, I want you to know that I have such a regard for your church. He shared with me that he knew Reverend Charles Chipling. Now, if you were at Cade in the 90s, 
you know, Charles Chipling had this tremendous, tremendous ministry of theatrical presentation and, and directing choirs. And one of the choirs that he directed was the prison ministry choir. Well, her father shared that he was an inmate at the time and that it was that process of seeing Chipling work with them and teach them Bible and teach them songs that he actually received the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, then the amazing thing was when they would come to Cade Chapel and Chip had gotten these yellow robes, choir robes that they would put on. And as they put those robes on, then they would proceed to the choir stand at Cade Chapel and sing, sing to the glory of God. I mean, it was so amazing to sit there intentionally and watch God work. But what he said to me that really impressed me so much that honestly, I felt like shouting, but I stood still and listened. He said, not only did it change my life, but it helped my family. Not only did it help my family, but I believed it helped the entire system that we were within. But you know what I also heard that was so humbling? I heard God speaking through him that Kay Chapel, you all are doing a wonderful work and you must continue it. Yeah, we don't have Chipling anymore and we we don't have the prison choir anymore, but we still have men and women that go into the prisons. Even though we've stopped during COVID, we have some people who have resumed visitation. And we have many of our uh, circles and groups in the church and our brotherhood who work with shelters that are now places for ex-inmates and for those who we know have been through the criminal justice system. So intentional praying, intentional belief that prayer works is one of those things that I saw in action this past week. So how does intentional stand, standing also accomplish the purposeful living of knowing God that you want. Well, let's start by saying, can you recall the intentional standing uh, that we did in the 60s and 70s, the nonviolent protest of the civil rights movement? It meant not speaking, but prayerfully, we stood representing what we wanted to happen. Oh yeah, the police were there. The hecklers were there, the dogs were loud, but we stood intentionally because we wanted laws changed. We wanted a new social order in our country. That intentional nonviolent demonstration required faith and love with steadfast, unmovable demonstrations. But it also had intentional standing that had been preceded 
by mass meetings where there were many prayers and many calls to the Father to be with us, to guide us and direct us. You know, the Lord spoke in 2 Chronicles 2015 through his prophet Jehazak, Jehazi. Okay, I may not be saying that right, but here's what he said. Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You see, Jehoshaphat had prayed because he was not prepared to go to battle with all of the armies that were coming up against them. And in his prayer, it was not just heard by him and his people, but according to Second Chronicles, it was heard by God's prophets who were sent to him to assure him that God was with them. In times like we are having now with wars and rumors of wars, fighting on the streets, uh, shootings in homes and in schools with negative emotions everywhere, it makes us feel like God has left us. But what I believe is that in some ways, in many ways, we have left God. It really goes back to something we talked about a couple of weeks ago. When we seek forgiveness, we are commanded to forgive ourselves and we are commanded to act in a state of forgiveness. It requires us praying. It, it's the result of our actions will require that divine intervention is there prayerfully as we request God's presence in our lives. So the question that is speaking loud in silence right now is can you accomplish intentional standing in silence with prayer, calling on a God who is ready to act on our behalf? But wait, now listen for God's voice. That, that's, the, that's the bottom line. And it goes back to that verse, but this thing commanded I them saying, obey my voice and I will be your God and ye shall be my people and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you and it shall be well with you. So what are we talking about? We're talking about intentional prayer to really know God, to really spend time so that we can hear his voice. When you observe intentional quietness that allows God's space in your heart and mind and body, your faith is at work. Prayer changes things. The first thing it changes is your mindset. 
Faith and fear cannot occupy the same mind at the same time, nor can hate and love. When you pray, faith is at work reminding us that God knows you and it assures you that you know God. Second Chronicles 7, 14 takes on real meaning for us on this day. If my people who call by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. It's time that those of us who know God and know that you know God, it's time for us to do this unified praying, this unified intentional silence, believing that God's got us. God's going to do what God does and really doesn't need our help, but he needs our obedience. It is time to move to purposeful prayer time and turn towards God as we call on God with intentional silence, with our body at rest from the world as we seek forgiveness first. Prayer time, then you will actually feel your breath going in and out. You will have a relaxation that is not worry filled and you will feel that you're giving up the control. Yes, this whole surrender ideal of intentional quietness and silence is out of that hustle and bustle time and turned inward for intervention from God for our mind, our soul, and our body. See, we are equipped with a powerful faith that drives to the fulfillment of the purpose on each of our lives and how we should be working towards the fulfillment of the kingdom of God. Intentionally sitting still, intentionally cutting off the television or the radio, intentionally moving away from people just to be along with self in faith is a powerful action. Silence is the opportunity for a powerful experience because it brings the doors open of the temple of God in your body and welcome in the actual presence of the almighty. If you take real time for silence intentionally to allow your soul to walk through your own valleys of the shadows of death and fear no evil, that silence in your soul will bring you into a deep understanding where you can see how you've gone through dangerous field paths. 
how you walked through and made it through things that only with the power of God, you could have made it through. But it takes time. It takes intentional silence to commune with God so that you can see the dangers that overeating or the wrong things said or going back to old habits of smoking and drinking too much or even using too many legal drugs and God forbid other substances. It's in the quiet time that that self-examination takes place. The silence will let you see how God, Holy Spirit, guides with grace and mercy following as choice turns occur in your behavior. In prayer, you can give praise for what you have already been brought through before asking for another thing. Seek forgiveness and listen to God speak, but it does take intentional activity on your part. I tell you, knowing God is, is something, is something very powerful about it. That silence will allow you to see the arm of God, how it can touch not only you, but it can also touch those you intercede on their behalf. But I want to move into another area of how this intentionally knowing God works when we silence ourselves and let God speak through us prayerfully. You see, we can teach our children how to meditate, how to reduce self and hear the voice within that directs them in the path of righteousness and good actions. We can pray with them. We can pray for their lives and the expectation form from them of answers from God. Kids do need to believe God will answer their prayers too. We need to remove any hopelessness from their minds and bodies and spirit. And the best way to do that is demonstrate our intentional journey with prayer and witnessing. The other point I'd like to make about this intentional journey of knowing God and prayerfully seeking, it, it allows us to reaffirm to seniors by telling them, we hear you. We see your walk. We know of your quietness and meditation in the times that you are by yourself, especially our shut-in seniors. And we know the power of God to be with them because we have affirmed in ourselves that we really do know God and we are allowing God to use us and speak to us. We can share that with our seniors by phone as well as in person with intentional purpose as we are divinely guided because our seniors need those intercessory 
actions from us. But you know, I have to move to this whole ideal again about self-love. How you take the time to have a silent walk of your soul through the valley alone. And then how can you take time of silence to climb the mountain? Yeah, I'm, I'm going back to that Old Testament where Moses, you know, went up to the mountain and brought back to Ten Commandments and he was sharing with the children of Israel. He had to take time, though. Some parts in that Old Testament writing said that the people said he was up there too long and they thought he was gone and that God had kept him. And that's the reason that they started building idols and all of this foolishness. But he was listening to God. He was getting his message from God. So here's my challenge to you as we intentionally silence ourselves and take time to go into our inner closets and we actually close the door to the world and we do as Moses did. We climb the mountain. We, we climb the mountain of doubt. We climb the mountain away from confusion. We climb the mountain away from away from soothsayers who say, oh no, this this is this is out of control. Because we know who really has control, and it's God. As you make the choice of intentional silencing in prayer, and you let the Holy Spirit, the comforter, take control of you. I promise you, you will get a message from God. It is there on that mountaintop experience where you will hear from God and you will find your assignments of purpose. Can you take your mind to a mountaintop place and hear God, hear that voice just for you? Can you be intentionally quiet all by yourself when your body can let go and let God in? I tell you that this is not an easy process. This doesn't happen overnight. But if you believe in the God that we say we believe in, it's possible that you can move into that secret room, intentional capabilities that are far beyond your understanding or mine. Because when God speaks, it's clear. You will have no doubt what your mission is, what your duties are, what your responsibilities are. And it's not a selfish one. God has prepared us to serve others. Okay, so where do we go from here? Um, 
I would say there's so much pain and joy around us that the closet seat that you must sit in and I must sit in and all of us must sit in with God, it is something that we must teach to others. This lesson tonight, even though it sounds very personal for you and for me, the learning, the, the requirements is our go word. Matthew 28, where go ye therefore into all the world, teach and preach. We are having children committing suicide. I just talked to my brother, Reverend Darrell Harrington, earlier this evening, and he was in a class on mental health and, and suicide prevention when he gets a call from one of his members that their granddaughter had just committed suicide. We are hearing too many of these stories about why people are just giving up. They are not even considering that hope and faith and love is possible and they're not reaching out. So what I'm sharing with you tonight is really a urgent call that we go into our closets. We, we do as Second Chronicles commanded, turn, seek God, pray, ask for forgiveness, that old prayer that our grandparents used to pray, God forgive me for my sins of omission and commission. That means the things I didn't do and the things I should have done. We must move ourselves into knowing that we know God and we know a God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. This silence of intentional existence for prayer time, it means that our mind has the capability of doing away with the cobwebs of non-decision. These intentional times of prayer can sweep away the hurt that we've been holding in our hearts of non-forgiveness. And when we intentionally pray knowing God, it can cause the body to eliminate wasteful thoughts. That internal cleansing that I'm promoting tonight and sharing with you tonight about the temple that God has given us welcomes the Holy Spirit in Psalms 46. 10 shares with us and it says God says be still and know that I am God I will be exalted on the earth but I like what verse 11 says for it reminds us quote the Lord almighty is with us the God of Jacob 
is our fortress. Now, what that means for me and you, he's got us. He can fight the battles. But we got to ask and believe within our own authority, we know that we can't handle this. We have got to have God. It's time to be still and watch God fight these battles, the battles of our international world where we've been talking about the Gaza Strip and the other places where there are live military activity. And he will fight the battles of people who will not endure sound reasoning as we approach this next year with national political elections of a new president. We have got to let go and let God through prayer and faith that our God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. If you believe in God, knowing that God is, it means you yourself must rest assured intentionally with study of the word of God with not forsaking yourselves to assemble one with another in worship and then prayer with guided purpose for your lives. I tell you that that's what God has given me to share with you tonight. And I know we are still within our time and I'm going to open this up now for comments because I know somebody's been listening and I don't have all the answers. I just know God has a plan for us, but it requires intentional prayer and guidance from the Holy Spirit so that we will be the instruments of peace and love. So with uh, TA's assistance, let me hear some feedback from some of you guys right now. Uh, that's from Ali. Thank you, Ali. You, it, it is from God. You are absolutely right. These, these are some guiding words prayerfully that uh, when pastor asked me about what direction I might we go, I told him I was going to back back up to number one. If you all recall, pastor had three questions that he said the congregation most often asks. And this is is into that first question. The first lesson he did was how do you know God's voice and that God is seeking you hearing God's voice. And then two weeks ago I did, um, and how do you forgive what you cannot forget? And how do you know when you have fully forgiven? And then pastor came back and did part two of his outline, finishing up what he had started. And so now I'm backing up to know God purpose on your life and how do you intentionally hear God's voice? Yes, uh, Peggy Howard, 
be still, let go, and let God. That summarizes it, doesn't it? Be still, let go, and let God. Paula, you said praying will change things, won't it? And we have to keep praying. None of us can give up. We can't give up on our children. We can't give up on this city, this state. Um, you know, it took a lot of prayer that last week when we coming back with the same governor, pastor talked about it down on the Gulf Coast with, with the General Missionary Baptist um, pastors, ministers, and wives conference on Monday and Tuesday. He said, we still got to stay prayerful because God is in control. And, and even though people who ought to have greater understanding and more sound reasoning, sending back the same person who has helped to close hospitals and, and cripple our state financially, uh, we, we do have to stay prayerful. I promise you. Um, Jean Frazier, you say, we too need to be prayerful and to uh, refresh, be refreshed by the Holy Spirit. You're absolutely right. It's the Holy Spirit that's keeping us. When God, uh, when Jesus left and he said, I'm sending a comforter and, and uh, those original believers and, and um, disciples, they had no idea what the impact of a comforter in the Holy Spirit would be for us you know, here 2,000 years later, but it's only the Holy Spirit that keeps us sane in such crazy times and keep us moving forward, knowing that God is still in charge. So we do have to stay prayerful. Thank you, Sister Frazier. Um, stay focused. You are so right, Nancy. If we don't stay focused, I tell you, one of the hardest things to do is to recognize the hand of the devil trying to get into your life. We have got to stay focused because people are looking at the church, you know, and, and, and I, I just, you know, you know, I'm in love with our pastor like y'all are and that he is doing such incredible things everywhere. Uh, two weeks ago now at the NAACP state convention, he gave the report about the uh, General Missionary Baptist State Convention's work in Roland Fort. And he said, many of you say the church is not doing anything. He said, some say, well, what is the church doing? And then he gave this glowing report, a written accountability document that said, here's what we are doing. Here's what we have done in just one community that was over $400,000 worth of services and goods. That's, that's what we have got to do is stay focused. We can't allow the devil to drag us away, nor can we allow the devil to have the final word on what we are doing. We have got to be more witnessing powerfully to the people that yes, God is in charge and here's what he's doing through his people. So thank you all for those wonderful comments. Uh, I, I tell you, it is a time now for us not to be afraid to let our light shine, to live in a way that God can see, God can be seen through us 
and through our lives. One last little antidote. I was saying we were on the coast this weekend. Uh, Monday, Sunday, um, we checked into this hotel and our group was put under one name. So being the person that I am, I had gone to church down on the coast um, at our host church, Morningstar Baptist Church. And I went straight to the hotel shortly after one o'clock. And the young lady said, I don't have your name. I just have one person and all of the rooms are under that one person's name. Now, I could have been swayed by the devil, but I was focused because I know I not only represented Shirley, but I represented Kate Chapel and the General Missionary Baptist State Convention. So I said to her, okay, uh, let me make a call to the person responsible for making our reservation. That was an easy call. And uh, when I got Miss Dorsey, she assured me that she would handle it. I turned back to the young lady and I said, you'll be getting a call in just a minute. And I gave Miss Dorsey the number. Well, she did not get the call before I left the building, but it was two of them standing there. And I spoke to the other young lady. And then I inquired about them and the facility. And I shared how impressed I was with how it looked. Well, I left the building with the, giving them my phone number and said, oh, I'll be waiting for your call and smiled and left. Well, in about an hour and a half, I got the first call. Your room is ready. Then I got the second call. Reverend Harrington, your room is ready. They were less than five minutes apart. And I'm like, well, they must be standing at the same desk. Why am I getting two calls? But the God in me, I didn't say anything like, well, I already got a call. You know how we can act sometimes. And so I went back at the appointed time of three o'clock. And, and I walked in the door and I said, hi, how y'all doing this time? And it was two new lady, young ladies and the same lady that I had spoke to. They smiled and they said, your room is ready, da, 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 da. They gave me my keys and I said, thank you. Y'all have a blessed day and I'm going rest. All right, that was three o'clock. I didn't see them until I got ready to check out on Tuesday afternoon. This is Sunday afternoon, this Tuesday afternoon. I check out or Tuesday morning. I'm sorry, before we went to the session. Do you know, I pull my car up. As I'm pulling my car up, I see somebody pointing at me. I walk in the door. There are three young ladies on the register. Two I've seen before, one I have not. They all started greeting. Hi, how you doing? How was your stay? And of course, you know, I'm like, hey, this has been wonderful. Thank you all so much. Uh, and then I said, here's the key. Can I get a receipt? Before I could get it out, out of my mouth, the second young lady handed me, here's your receipt. And I said, oh. And then this middle young lady that had not met me before said, how did you know who she is? 
She said, oh, I remember her. She was so nice. I, I, I just about was blown off my feet because I'm like, well, what did I do? What did I say? And as I got in the car, I thank God. I praise the Lord that I was representing the Holy Spirit correctly. And I even wanted to go back and say, tell me what happened in these exchanges so I can use it again. And then humbled by the spirit said, it wasn't you in the first place. It was the Lord. So intentional, prayerfully living, prayerfully letting the Holy Spirit guide you is what we should be about. And I thank God every day that he can let my light shine through me and I get me out of the way. It's intentional. He's got us, y'all. And I am so thankful that I know a living God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. And what he's done for me, he'll do for others too. So thank you all for being online with us tonight. And I am going to turn this back over to T.A. And maybe he can play us out of here with that song i am so grateful for the opportunity thank you lord we pray that you are pleased with our actions and our words and if we've done or said anything that's not pleasing please put it to the mouth and not to the heart we ask you for our church's grace and mercy we pray for the Dampier family and the service for our brother Earl Dampier. And God, we them just as you have been with all other families. We pray for our pastors continuing strength and standing power and for all that is done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good night.